0: This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression brings the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. For a discount at CEP, use the following code online, local legends in running. the Local Legends in Running podcast, where you hear the stories of local legends in the Australian running community that you've simply always wanted to hear. Today in Season 3, Episode 3, I interview brothers and twins Brandon and Nick Dewar. Previously racewalkers, Brandon and Nick are now highly successful runners in their 30s. Brandon, currently in London, and Nick in Brisbane, they are both products of the Distance Culture Running Group. It was great to gain insight into their upbringing, short-lived race walk career, training and travel, and then Brandon's running experience over in the UK. Now, in their 30s, these guys have raced almost all the Australian fun runs and have done a number of events overseas. So, I hope you enjoy listening to The Dewars. (music)
1: To get one you said
0: you had a blood injury, too. Oh, sorry, I Um about a week ago. So pretty things going on. All right, welcome to the Local Legends In Running podcast. Brandon and Nick Dewer. Thanks, Elliot.
1: Thanks, Matt. Good to be here.
0: Got that surname right. Said Duar before we started. Um now I do I do kind of know you blokes. We haven't formally met in person, but a few contacts that we do share similarly. But um, before we get to any of that, it is the 11th of February and uh, 7.36 here in Brisbane for Nick. Brandon's in London, yeah, which is about, is that 8.30 or
1: 9.30? It's uh, 9.30 here, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Should be mid-long it's, run. It's long run time, yeah, just delayed the long run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I've normally got a coffee in my hand, but I've got a red wine. Uh, to mix it up, considering it is 7:30 here in Brisbane, uh, and the first time we've ever had, or I've, I'm the only person running this thing, but the first time I've had uh, two guests on here, so I thought just to make things a little bit easier, uh, by default we might go alphabetically uh, in case people get f- confused. So by default, Brandon, and then Nick, as we roll through responses, but uh, we'll see how we go with that. I- I'm just I'm really excited for all this because you guys have done heaps of running in Brisbane. Ah, uh, plenty overseas, uh, America, various spots. Brandon, as we've just spoken about, is in London, um, and also used to be walkers, didn't you? A while ago, race walkers.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Back in the day, I used to uh, <laughs> walk with Dane. <laughs> Very different, but yeah, we made this swap about 2014, uh, I think, into yeah, full full send on the running side. Yeah, I think he always does one of those gold medals. I think.
0: What happened? You just got Trained bored of, for bored of moving too slowly? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it honestly takes double the time because you're doing the same mileage, but you're doing it at, you know, four minute or five minute clicks. Um, yeah. And then you get DQ'd if you try too hard. It's, it's a tough sport and I got a lot of
2: respect for it. And Dane took it further, but running is just easier.
0: Yeah. We do talk of Dane Bird, don't we? Uh, a professional Australian walker. Is he still in the business or is he, has he retired?
2: No, 8Ks. he's got two girls, is not he? And he's a firefighter now and he plays AFL and he, he's put on about 15 kilograms now. So <laughs> um, I think we could all probably beat him in a 5K at the moment.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's a shame though, isn't it, for Dane? I mean, he's so naturally gifted. If he gave running a go, I'm sure he'd be pretty damn good. Yeah,
0: I don't know how you do it. Like you said, I just get terribly bored in time. Imagine having kids and trying to to walk to but um we'll get there with training so i believe i believe for training uh for race walkers you, you you do and can run as well um let's get to recent events i've seen nick out on the bike actually this morning two days in a row this morning i think on your own journey or with a few mates but yesterday out at uq with i think uh, a mate of yours from distance culture your brisbane group uh, assisting him i think on a epic marathon session i think he was 30 plus k for that wasn't he rob
2: yeah, he's deep into the Tokyo Marathon build, which I think's in three weeks. Um, so, I was on the bike giving him drinks a- and a gels. Soccer, mate. No, it's oh, Tokyo. Man. Is it? <laughs> yeah, Osaka and Tokyo oh, yeah. are really close together. I actually yeah. got it wrong on my Insta post <laughs> and Rob corrected me. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, mate, Tokyo. So, I can correct you as well, Brando. Um, he's running really well. Um, so, it's, it's good to get out on the bike and get a bit of um, photography of him running. Um, I've done my calf at the moment, so I'm behind the lens at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought there might have been an injury, but saw you're running late in the week, so you're still kind of jogging around at the moment?
2: Um, I'm on a week and a half completely off running at the moment, so I've got a soleus strain. I've kind of been holding it since state 5K back in November, and then I ran a 10K in Melbourne in late December around the track. And I was kind of just pushing through it, and it got to a point where... Running just wasn't enjoyable, so I decided to call the season. kind of a couple of weeks ago, and I'm working through it at the moment, and it just needs complete recovery. So I want to try and get a couple of jogs in next week, and then see how I go from there.
0: Yeah, at least we're in the middle of a very warm and humid summer at the moment. Just talking off air about uh, it, it's sort of sitting at twenty-two to thirty-two at eighty-plus percent humidity every day, day in day out. You wake up and it's hot, you go to bed and it's hot. It's awful.
2: Yeah, you have to train morning at the moment. Afternoon, is just a, oh, it's too hot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I broke my rule too. I went to Nick first then, but um, back to Brandon. You, you've done the, the one of the park runs over there, trying to work it out, looking at your Strava map uh, yesterday. Uh, well, Saturday morning for you anyway, as usual. Uh, 15.59, which I know for you is um, not your fastest, but just wondering, uh, yeah, what that kind of a run at that pace was and uh, which park run was it?
1: Yeah, mate. Yeah, I jumped down to um. So yeah, I'm based in London. There's a, probably about three or four park runs within about four k of my house. So I've got spoilt for choice. <laughs> I went over to um Dulwich Park park run, which is a it's a quick one here in London. It's, it's probably the yeah probably the fastest one I'd say. The Record there's probably like thirteen forty odd for that park run course. It's pretty flat. Yes. Who is it? Although there's no there's no course records now. Um, <laughs> <it's> Alex... <laughs> yeah, it was Alex. Yeah, it was um Alex Ye. If he, he's a triathlete. It may seem do the circuit. He's British, but he's um. Yeah. he got gold, I think, in Olympics or what? Yeah, he came second behind the second. Norwegian.
2: Yeah. How do
0: you spell his yeah.
1: name? Yeah. Y double e, I think. Yeah. Might be getting that wrong, but yeah. Anyway, it um. There. Yeah. So yeah, it's just was fifteen fifty nine. I just kind of went there for a bit of a bit of a temper. Been on an injured since Valencia Marathon last year, so kind of had two months of kind of be doing 20k weeks. I'm usually running 140k weeks. so just on this on the slow uh, comeback. So I've probably done about a week now of slow build. so up to about 50k, 60k. So it's really just a tempo hit out for me. so trying to run about 16 minutes around 1559,
0: so why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Hey, before we get back to park run, that's the the word at the moment for most runners out there, particularly I guess UK and Australia. Um, Some massive uh, recent Australian runs. So uh, Jack Anstey over in America. You see, he uh, broke the Aussie men's 1K record. indoors. though, I just wondered how that counts as a record uh, compared to outdoor too, 216.95. I I think from memory, Luke Matthews may have held that before at 217-ish.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was an awesome run. I mean, Anstey used to be around, around the second, Brizzy. I think we used to run him. Run against him over fifteen hundred, but he's he's improved a yeah a bucket since then. He's amazing to see. Yeah, he's based out of Flagstaff. He's running with the house runs, I think, isn't he?
2: Under Armour sponsored. Yeah,
0: he was on the podcast like over a year ago, so I spoke to him then, and um, mainly about fifteen hundreds. And he was running sort of three thirty seven at the time for fifteen hundred. Um, but yeah, not too sure now. But that isn't that crazy, like to see two sixteen. I know it's only one k, but that's just ridiculous.
2: So hey? it puts him in the three thirty range for sure, like mid three thirties. Like he, he could definitely make the Olympics if he keeps on the trajectory that he is. And it's good to see. Like he's from the middle of Australia, isn't he? But he races in Brisbane or used to. So oh, two, it'd be nice. Two, to, okay, yeah, it'd be nice to see him. Um, if he gets the Olympics, that'd be cool to see a local get there.
0: Oh, and isn't the 1500? So you put him like Stuart McSwain, Cam Myers, um, yeah, started... o- Ollie Hoare, yeah, Ollie Hoare, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Um, yeah, the young that from year, last year. years back.
1: yeah, Edwards, Joy Edwards,
0: Joy Edwards, there, yeah, yeah, Just, uh, I think it's an outside
2: yeah. shot, um,
0: yeah, oh, for sure, but um, some other records there too on the women's side, Jess Hull. 3k record how does she stack up against you blokes at an 824 australian women's 3k and oceana record have you guys got a
1: couple? Are of you brando oh, yeah, she's, <laughs> yeah, i've been checked there unfortunately yeah I'm an, eight, I'm an 836 it's probably one of my softer my softer pbs but i used to always chase jess all my 3k pb but now she's yeah she smoked me
0: yeah it's not the running I, I you don't run it every week though do you a 3k so maybe give it another crack
1: yeah that's the goal for this year 2024 3k beat Jess Hull. <laughs> <laughs> it is good to try and beat them. Like it's a, it's a
2: good um, yardstick for sub elite men. But as you get longer and longer, it gets harder and harder. But that shorter stuff, it, it seems to be still relatively doable. It's just once you get to, I don't know, 10k half marathon, marathon, it seems to be
1: next oh, to impossible now. Absolutely. I <laughs> yeah. think it
0: makes you feel more elite when you're running with the elite women or less elite as a male.
1: I, I quite enjoy it because, you know, particularly in marathons, you know they're generally better paced than blokes who tend to blow up and have the egos. Yeah. Like I did Valencia and it was the amount of elite females I was running with and they're just so consistent. Um, yeah, I enjoy it. Just got to beat them on the line.
0: <laughs> yeah, another one too was Kai Robinson over in America, I think as well, 7.36 in the 3K indoors, second fastest of all time indoors. I don't know who's got the record for that. It wouldn't be Ollie Hall, would it? He's been in America for a while. Pat Tienan, maybe? Indoor? Any idea?
1: I remember
2: that one with Pat Tienan against Murray Farah. That was 7.30 something, but I'm not sure if that was indoor.
1: I know Stewie's got a decent indoor time as well, the three. Don't know whether it's in the same ballpark. But...
0: Yeah, but he's uh, I think Stewie's outdoor record is a, a high, maybe 7.27 or 8. So it's still mm-hmm. a bit off it, but... He's just getting faster and faster, Kai. Uh, Definitely one to watch and still very young, I think 22 this year.
2: Yeah, he's another local boy. I think he was either Brisbane or Gold Coast, wasn't he? Yeah, Um, Brisbane. Yeah, he he
0: went to uh, the school I previously taught at at uh, Churchy in Brisbane and then trained a bit with the um, Gold Coast Ronco there. So that's why you might be thinking about that. Now, let's get back to this park run, hey, and we might spend a bit of time before we get into you guys about what's going on out there, and a lot of us are confused, aren't we? Uh, not much communication from park run at the moment about something quite significant, the taking off of uh, several uh, records and yardsticks, so to speak, uh, course records, first 500, sub-17 male runners, sub-20 female runners, just Taken off online, uh, and people have just seen that upon scrolling through it, probably after a park run themselves. And I think this happened late this week. So, um, and I think, th- and the main idea actually, I had an article up here that I thought I'd read out so I'd cover this accurately. This is from The Guardian, and their, their uh, title was Park Run Records Dropped from Website to Avoid Putting Off New Entrants. Then the subheading is organise the same move, not in response to criticism over allowing trans women in female category, because I believe there's been a few born a male transgenders in the the women and Parkrun. Obviously, it's not the Olympics or anything too uh, professional, is it? Not really having a uh, a hold over uh, who's who and them getting a bit concerned about that as well.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see. It's um I think the transgender one was um. The recent cases she, she was well, oh, I should say, um, yeah, she was, she's British and a pretty decent fell runner and was born a male. And I think she did a few park runs in 17 odd minutes. And then there was a few, a few, uh, females getting, you know, born females who are yeah, getting a bit up and about about it. So I think park runs just said draw the line in the sand and yes, yeah, ditch, um, records or <laughs> race records and also age category records for each course um but i mean he's like i did a park on yesterday and the course records are now taken from delwich park where i ran but you still get a time you still get a place you still get you know you finish first third whatever so i, I don't think it takes a whole lot away from it um you can still go for a hit out uh, i know some people are, you know love following records and taking records down and i had a few myself but i mean i'm fine with it personally
2: so if i go on the parkrun website would your time be on there because i thought they said if you run sub 17 and you don't count
1: well based well based on yesterday's result, like results i went what fifteen fifty nine, it still comes up as the rankings from first to we had 700 finishes yeah I it's think all it meant, still yeah. there
0: you know the separate mm, page no. for sub 17 i think that's what they mean where you can find them all in a list but yeah right. the 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 list of times uh, in order of time is still there but and also first finishes so you can find the first finishes i believe but the first finishing times and that that's awarded top 10 may not be the fastest top 10 because what if you're second and uh you know you're second behind someone who's who's recorded a pretty quick time you just won't feature on that list so uh, yeah yeah that's Mm. interesting too isn't it
2: yeah it's a bit of a shame um I don't know how it's off-putting. I guess we're coming from a sub-elite and we're all pretty serious runners here. So we're a little bit biased, but um, I, don't, I don't see it as off-putting or how it could be, but it will put some of the, the more competitive sub-elite runners off.
0: Yeah. I just think that like this is running, right? Like you run and you get timed and almost every run you do has a list of history that's happened at that event that just, I don't know, let it be there. And if if you worry about it, you worry about it. And yes, I uh, apologize to anyone who does feel anxious or is new to the sport and doesn't like it. But, and uh, yeah, we might be sort of subconsciously uh, out of the loop with those kinds of people. But uh, I I just wonder how many are like that um, and how how bad are they suffering from it for it to be taken off? I
1: have to wonder whether someone's going to step up and do a data scrape of the information anyway. What do you think? if parkrun's not going to publish it well, is someone else going to scrape the data
0: Essentially. Like, power, the like
1: power like 10 yeah like in the uk there's chats chat to go on the whatsapp groups about uh, someone might step in and fill that void of yeah scraping that data if they can get their hands on it
0: yeah well strava kind of already is isn't it like there's always a strava segment for the parkrun <laughs> that's true actually and for me personally that's kind of I, I loved Parkrun to start and loved all the times, but Strava for me has almost filled that void as well. I don't sort of monitor it as well. I don't, I'm not stringent about bringing my code and things like that at times. Um, but yeah, there's plenty. I know plenty of people, uh, mainly sub-elite compared to runners who are um, annoyed by it, who have many a record in Brisbane too.
2: Sounds like you're talking about Hobbsy here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm naming no one, but he did put it in So... I think yeah. uh, he put up some petition too. For, for, you see that? I'm not sure if he made that. I, I didn't. but get them back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think he owns about every single park run in <laughs> southeast Queensland. <20 time. laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sure he's got uh, a list of them somewhere anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's get um to you guys. Hey, we'll um, sort of, I think we're going to cover a lot when we get to the running story for you guys. Obviously you guys are brothers and twins grew up uh, together in Brisbane and we'll get to, you know, high school running, school running, uh, the walking and where that came in. And then also just running in Brisbane and America too, as a young adult. Uh, but before we get there, where were you guys born?
1: So we were actually born in um, in Birmingham in England, oh. but both our parents are Australian and grandparents are all Australian. Um, they happen to be over on a two-year visa, similar to what I'm on at the moment, but um, yeah, then had Nick and I. Then I think they stayed here for six months, and we're like, no, we need, let's get back to the homeland. And they, yeah, took two six-month-old screaming children for a twenty-four-hour flight back to Brizzy, which would have been good fun. So yeah, we spent yeah, we grew up in Brisbane for like twenty-six, <clears throat> twenty-seven years, and then I have come across the UK after that. Escape the Brommy accent.
0: <laughs> I reckon Brandon's got a bit of an accent. <laughs>
1: Don't, don't stir that one, mate. I've, I've, I have softened my uh, Australian um, slang and, and talk because it's, it's quite harsh in the UK when you come in with the and Aussie, "How you going, mate?" kind of <laughs> attitude. <laughs> so you do tweak it slightly.
0: Yeah, I reckon. Like we just we don't like talk clearly, do we? And uh, only made worse when you do hang out with people from uh, England who have a very proper accent.
1: And we abbreviate every word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, no sisters, any other brothers in the family, just you two?
2: Yeah, just us two. The twins, two minutes apart. So there was no younger siblings, unfortunately, which would have been great, actually. Because we get really competitive, um, just the two of us. No other siblings to share the to share the <laughs> load.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we just spoke early off here to you guys, have hit your early 30s, um, the birth date of 92. I can only say that, I think, because you, you both probably have a profile online anyway with... um. World athletics, which would say your birthday. But um thirty-two, which is a really right prime too for, for running. Uh, let's get to also you mentioned just earlier about living and Nick and uh, Nick's in Brisbane, Brandon over in the UK. But where exactly are both of you?
1: Uh yes, yeah, so I'm in yeah London as you say, Ollie. I'm based in South London. Um I've been here for yeah, four years, four and a half years now. Um yeah, so far loving it. So but yeah, still a busy boy at heart.
2: Yep, and I'm based in North Brisbane, so a bit further south than you, Ollie, but I'm around the, the Wilston area, so nice places to run around Kedron Brook, um, Nogger Creek, that sort of area. Yeah, definitely lucky
0: for sure. And uh, you guys are both working, went through uni and uh, things like that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, we did. Both went through uni. We didn't do the same degree. I mean, that would be quite funny if it's twins. I know someone that's done that. It's kind of weird. Just keep following each other around. <laughs> <laughs> No, so I've, I trained in law, Nico trained in engineering.
0: And tell me, um, I've seen wedding photos for someone or both of you up at some point in the last few years. Are you, what's your marital status? Single married partners, no kids, I think.
1: You want to lead Brandon? Yeah, I'll lead mate. Brandon <laughs> first. Um, yeah. so I'm, yeah, I'm not married. Um, I've, I do have a long-term partner though. We've been about three or four years together. Um, she actually keeps me quick she's she's a good runner herself actually she's, she's a kiwi but yeah we met in london and we live together here in um brixton in, in south london yep and i'm married now a couple of years now
2: um my wife's currently 32 weeks pregnant so i've oh, got a little one little one on the way so i know all you mentioned before that you were a bit late to this um podcast you're putting your three-year-old to bed so yeah. i can probably that'll probably be me in know, not too long now so and i can still doing, in the background <laughs> yeah so we're doing april so i think it'll be a bit of a life change but we're very much looking forward to it
0: oh mate you'll be sweet for six months They to sleep i'm at uh, i've got a three-year-old and, a, well, and the one that sleeps a lot a newborn at seven uh, eight weeks next week Oh, so, okay. uh, yeah, he's he's going down now. But I think in due course, a bit like Brady off Inside Running Podcast, he does them after bedtime. I might have to head that way because he's not sleeping at lunch much anymore, and that's where I normally record these things.
2: Yeah, okay. Is um, paternity leave just like a marathon block then? If they sleep, <laughs> sleep the whole time? <laughs> no, yeah, it's I'm harder for like
0: voice. Harder with kids, that's for sure. Yeah. Hey, um, imagine. What, yeah. What about outside of running? Um, you guys travel a bit, hey? Is is that the? Obviously, you can't travel every day of the week, but other than traveling, how do you fill time?
1: Yeah, I say traveling is definitely a good chunk, but yeah, just hanging out with mates and uh, anything outdoors is kind of my passion. Not just running, going for hikes, yeah, that type of thing. Um, but yeah, in in winter in London, it's kind of go to the pub, catch up with some mates, get into watching sport, that type of thing. But definitely def- travels the the passion outside of running.
2: Yeah, I think pretty similar to Brando there. Um, except for obviously in Australia at the beach every second week. So <laughs> very um, jealous. Very very outdoorsy. Um, that's just kind of the way we were brought up, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh that's true. But um yeah, time will be precious when you do have kids, so enjoy it. And um, even harder too to run when you've got kids around. So. Enjoy yeah, that I've been, working I've been
2: working on the Been working on the nurse who downstairs. That's my weekends at the moment, so <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> you
1: hey, not blue collar.
2: <laughs> hey, before we
0: get into the running story, so to speak, which we'll um spend a bit of time on, probably most of the time of this conversation, let's get to these PBs. And if I'm correct, um, let's let's get the difficult conversations out the way early, and that is who's faster out of the twins, I think the 10K is the one in contention. Is Brandon, is that, is the 30, is the 30, 50, the quickest or the only time you have quicker than Nick?
1: I think in, my, in our PBs, Nico's got me from anything from 10K and under, whereas I've got him in the half marathon, and the marathon. True. I see Strava, talented. there's
0: nothing on Strava for that either for Nick, for the half and marathon.
2: Yeah, I just, I only added it this afternoon because you're asking the PBs and, I was having a look and I haven't updated it in a while. Oh, mate, um, update that. I know. <laughs> like, I've, yeah, I've, I think 10K and below I've got Brando and I've only just got his 10K in December last year. Um, and I kind of called him out a little bit. I was um, posting all the Insta stories on the day of the race saying I'm going to beat him. Um, and yes, on the very is, last yeah. lap, I was probably going to not finish under his PB and I had to really throw the high hands. Um, and I ended up getting it by about six seconds, I think. So <laughs> 3044, and you're 3050, Brando? Yeah. that's
0: the yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's get to them. So, Nick, and um, yeah, just give some background about what date these were uh, done and, and where and that kind of thing. Uh, I assume most of them are here, possibly overseas too. So, uh, Nick's 800, 155, 1500, 350.6, 3K, 819. Five K fourteen thirty-five. This is off Strava. I hope this is right. Uh ten K thirty one oh eight. And then yeah, that's where they disappeared. What's the half in Mara? And are the others correct?
2: Uh yeah, the ten K is a little bit quicker. So thirty forty-four. Yes, um there. yep. And then the half I've only run two, um, and they're pretty similar. So sixty-nine thirty-seven in San Sebastian and sixty nine thirty six at South. So that, that latter one is my PB. And then I've run one marathon. Last year in Sydney, so the big marathon down there, um, and that was in two hours 33. That was my debut. Oh,
0: that's awesome. What was that half again? 66.
2: Oh, sorry, 69.36. I was thinking of sixty six. Yeah.
0: that's that's next. I level. wish the 69
2: slow, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely trend a bit faster on the um, the slower end, like the the fifth, the 1500 or so, the shorter end, I should say. So, 1500 and the 3k is probably my. Um, better PBs and as you get a bit longer kind of trend away, but I don't know, we're 31 now, so hopefully I can chase Brando down in those longer events.
0: Yeah. So when were these and where uh, to give some context uh, for you, Nick?
2: Yep. So the, the shorter ones were back when I was focusing kind of 2017 to 2018 um, before I went to the UK, I was focusing on 800, 800 and 1500s. So most of them were around the state a- athletic facility out at Nathan um I've run 350 is probably the what I was focusing on the most at 1500 um I've run 350 about I feel like 10 times um I was listening to your podcast with Jordo, and I was like he said uh, the same yeah, thing and I was yeah. like man that's exactly me um and our coach has actually got a pb of 349.99 um so it's a bit bit frustrating um and I don't I don't know if, if I can get quicker than that we'll see um so moving I guess the, um, up the ranks 3k uh that 819 was it um state 3k i don't think the location's right on um what athletics i think it was the one out at um the college sheldon. i came sheldon. sheldon college yes um they came third in that race behind payton craig which is obviously a star now <laughs> um year. oh no and he, he ran 810 so that was just showing that he was probably jogging um And then I think it was Perko and then myself. And then I think I might have just Pip Hobbsy in that race. I was quite happy with that one. (laughs) Um, The 5K, uh, 1435, that was Sydney State 5K. Um, So that was last, uh, a couple of years ago now, actually. Um, And I was meant to run that race, which actually was yesterday. So I was training, I was in probably in PB shape, actually, in the last couple of weeks, but I've done my calf. Um, So I was lining up to try and run the national qualifier, but um kind of ended my season now with the car strain um so 1435 is where it currently is um and i guess going up from that the 10k we just talked about the half marathon was at noosa um so that was i think yeah started last year um that was actually quite a good race up at noosa half marathon oh you were there yeah it was, I was, quite, there. Yeah, it was quite deep actually so i think i came seventh ish with 69 minutes um I think it was won by Perko and 66-odd. Alex Harvey. I think Dri was up there. Jordo. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good race, and I hope to do that one again this year. Pending, I actually don't know when it is. It's probably a bit close to when the little ones due, so I won't be allowed out. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've just signed up
0: for it sometime in April, isn't it? But um, how did you find? Like, did you pass all the half marathoners who went out? Sorry, the marathoners who went out before us. Did you overtake them? Were they?
2: Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of chaos, but they were quite strung out by that time. Um, it's still not the best because you're running at the back of everyone. Um, but compared to Brisbane Marathon, I ran the heart the 10k there. That was 10 times as worse. We were just running through everyone. Um, but I still think it was a really fast course. It's quite flat. The Noosa half, as you'd know, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. And that year, that last year, it was like 15 degrees and no oh, humidity. Perfect, it was wasn't just, it? How good was yeah it? I've never seen weather like that <laughs> before in southeast queensland um uh, especially in April um great conditions yeah yeah
0: um do we cover the Marriott
2: no uh no um yes yeah, so the marathon was a debut I just got back from um overseas actually about eight weeks before and hadn't trained at all on holidays so it was a bit of a um a goal to get me fit the coach that. um and he gave me quite cons- what I thought was quite conservative pace. I think it was, he wanted me to run at 340s, um, which I did for ended up actually running 340s exactly for the first 30 to 35k. And then I kicked oh, it down so a little good. bit from there. Um, but as you know, that I don't know if, if you ran the Sydney Marathon, Ollie, or down there that weekend. Run Sydney, you no. Know. It's, it, it's a great course. It's just it was really hot in the day. And I think you get about 360 meters of climbing over the marathon. So it's by no means a a flat marathon um, but the vibes are really nice and there was a lot of people to run with um, the atmosphere after is awesome and you get shot out right near the opera house at the end um, I don't think there's a finish line like it to be honest I've run a few races overseas as well and it's probably one of the most scenic courses I've ever run
0: True, better than Melbourne the finish finishing in the uh, MCG I haven't actually run Melbourne That's on my list fair enough is it time for Brandon? I've got 155 for his 800, though. So Point Have I made a typo there, or is that the exact same time as Nick?
1: I think that's Nico's time, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that quick, unfortunately. Nick's got me in everything short. What's um, 800 then? I think it's probably 157. I haven't done a whole lot. I did do one last year, and just the eight hundred, and that's what I ran, so I think that's a BB. Yeah, it I was up in Bedford to, yeah. in the UK. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so 356, 1500, 3K, 836, 5K, 1445, 10K, 30, 50, half, 70. Hang on, that should be 68, 34, 78. I'm used to writing my times. <laughs> uh, Mara 225. Are they all right?
1: That's correct, Ellie, yep.
0: Yeah, so yeah, talk to us about these. Uh, and were they in any of the same races too as Nick?
1: I think it's just the... Uh, the fifteen hundred, perhaps. Sorry, the three k in um, three k states in Queensland in, in Brisbane. It was at University of Queensland track. I don't know if that was yours, Nico, but that was twenty eighteen. I think before I came across to London. Just remember, we st- stringing out and Jack Curran, who's a he was around the traps a few years back now, but he was just on the front, just towing us along, and we just kind of sat in and Did he win? Yeah, it was a good day. Very humid. Um, I think I was probably like tenth or something. It was one in like low eights um still haven't beat it though so yeah hopefully this year
0: yeah right and that 15 and 5k
1: yeah the 1500s still from Melbourne track classic about 28 probably twenty nineteen before I came across to London um I've run 356 as well in London a few times um don't know what the milliseconds are so I would just call them all kind of the same 5k I did last year in London uh so it's 1445 so there's you kind of spoil for choice in London with particular 5K races. Yeah, there's not many get... in
0: Australia and Brisbane. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing with London. You've got like what, for close to 10 million people and then it's just, yeah, throughout summer and winter you can do a either a road 5K at Battersea Park or a, or a track 5K. And this particular PB was at a it's, it's a company called Tracksmith. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're they an American company um, and they've moved across into the London market I think two, maybe two years ago now three years ago um and they've kind of taken initiative to yeah put some money back into the community as well as selling high price overpriced goods i mean a bloody singlet costs you yeah, probably 90 pounds which is about 150 or something yeah. for a singlet so it's yeah, it's not must cheap be Nice, <laughs> yeah it must be nice indeed are um so yeah they...
0: part of yeah bigger events or are they like separate
1: they just like a night of 5K style style race, and they have them so in uh, Canada, America, UK, and they do three of them or four of them throughout the season of of summer. And then if you win them, you get invited to to go race as like a, a race off between the states, Canada, and um, the UK. So it's a it's a good initiative. So yeah, I just ran it there, and I was in the last race on a Wednesday night, about 9 p.m. kickoff, and it was won about 13:50. So I just kind of jumped on a train, and yeah. Wow. Died towards the end, but yeah, still a PB. Yeah, and I host yeah three or four runs a year as a, like an amateur style community community race, night of 5Ks, kind of run it like that. Um, yeah, so that's that one. Just kind of jumped in the A race. Ha- hang on, got a little PB, I was trying to beat my brother's 5K, but I think I'm still about 10 seconds off. Um, I think that's we slab- Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a slab of beer on that one. um whether I could beat Nick's 5K PB and whether Nick could beat my 10K PB. expiry was end of 2023. And yeah, fortunately I missed it and, and Nick took my time in the 10K, so. How does that work? <laughs> you send
0: it over on the airplane.
1: Yeah, yeah that's it. How's it going to
2: No, the parents are coming over. Get them to, oh no, it's going to be 50 bucks. Actually, I'll the give you me... more like 80 bucks now, isn't it? <laughs> how about
1: some, how about some, a bit easier. How about some Guinness? Some proper Guinness from over here. <laughs> oh that's a lot to lunch <laughs> uh,
0: hey this half marathon uh at sixty-eight thirty-four. where was that too that that wasn't noosa then
1: yes the half marathon it's yeah again it's, it's there's, a, there's a bit more choice over the side of the world than yeah. in australia and the weather's obviously a bit better so that was at copenhagen um in denmark in 2022 I was around there last year, but didn't quite get that PB of 68, 34. Um, <clears throat> so those aren't aware yeah, Copenhagen's, a, I think it's, a, it's a, one of the top level world athletics style races. So it's one in like 58 odd. Um, so it's rapid on the men's side and the woman's one in about 66, 67, something around there. So it's, yeah, it's deep. You've got 20 odd thousand people, um, when I ran my PBL I was unfortunately unable to get a sub elite start that year, um, cause I hadn't run below 70 minutes before then. So I was back in the masses of about, you know, 10,000 people who were between the 70 minute and 90 minute for a half marathon. So I spent the first five K just weaving through traffic. It was, but once it got clearer, yeah, here, I managed to kind of just progress that one and found some good company. And, um, Kelly Thackeray who's a British pro, um, She's like a two twenty two marathoner, so uh, to, to to my shame, I did sit on her for about three k towards the end. She's by about half my height, so I didn't get much draft effect. But yeah, then kind of kicked past her towards the end. <laughs> um, you thank her afterwards? Yeah, I had, did have a quick yarn to her afterwards, um, and just said, "Yeah, thanks for the toe." And she was like, "No, nah, no thanks." And I was like, "I didn't do anything. I just out kicked you." <laughs> um, so no, Copenhagen's Yeah, it's a fast one. It was in a memorable race and. A great town to have a beer post-race
0: yeah it's great and you spoke about the marathon just earlier 225 to in valencia it, uh was it all smooth sailing for you
1: yeah so valencia marathon i mean you probably know yourself everyone's talking about as the yeah. kind of new berlin of of marathon running and it, it honestly it's 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 perfect it's fast last year in december when i ran my pb of Two twenty five ten was yeah nothing different it was perfect weather no wind um well like well organized race so nothing to fault it from that side um I did have some stomach issues about 30k into my marathon and and my ITB is um went really tight so that's I've been injured since that race um and that's yeah that was just I think Nothing from training indicated I was kind of run into a bit of those problems towards the end, but managed to kind of just hang on and, and grind through out of the last 10, 12K and didn't actually drop a whole lot of time. So I was on pace for maybe a 2.24, 30. So I slipped about 30, 40 seconds, but yeah, nothing massive. And yeah, kind of held on and ran, yeah, 2.25, 10 and kind of average pace of that 3.26. So in the end, I was happy with that. It was a PB um would have liked a a slightly bit quicker um but yeah got to take your pbs and you can take them so (laughs) yeah happy with that
0: (laughs) no it's a great time we'll talk about uh future events uh i guess at the end of this whole conversation uh and before we do that let's get to back to almost where we started uh you spoke about where you guys were born but what about uh school so were you guys running in school or playing any other sport i've had a lot of guests on here particularly saying they play sports like soccer even a bit of rugby and things like that what were you guys up to then and, and had sort of the end of high school look we'll, we'll go back to the old brandon uh first as a part of our uh, process here
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's a smart move so we don't talk over each mm-hmm. other um yeah so yeah I'll just be a quick we, yeah I said born in Birmingham came across back to Brisbane when we were six months old with the parents um grew up in Brisbane went to grew up in Victory Pocket it's a if you, know, if you know the area of Brisbane I uh, went to primary school there then high school went into Brisbane Boys College there in Toowong um yeah so it's been our high school years there and sport wise growing up yeah we're a, a lot like a quite a few Aussies just kind of jump into what's fun and you do everything, try your hands at every sport. Um, yeah, big into soccer or football, um, tennis, athletics, cross country, cricket, volleyball. I did, did it all I um, Didn't do much rugby um, or AFL, but yeah, had a good crack at everything else and then went into little athletics. I think when we were about 10 or 11, and that kind of like that's where the whole athletics career kicked off didn't take it seriously back then but it was just good fun going to little athletics um into in, in brisbane and you know you turn up on the friday or a saturday alternate weeks and you just throw your hand at you know javelin high jump yeah that kind of thing mm.
2: yeah just on that brand. i remember because we did we did get in a cross country in primary school do you remember and um the sports teacher used to make us run with medicine balls and everyone else got to run without them because <laughs> we, we were quite i guess we we're quite good in primary school then in high school we didn't really grow till grade 12 so a bit behind the a ball yeah. but primary school was um future pocket the old PE teacher was yep you take a two kilogram medicine ball you run three kilometers school cross-country so it's more oh. even for the other kids um <laughs> which is mainly what parkrun's turning into so it's a full circle <laughs> <laughs>
0: And tell me, you have a little bit—you've um, got a good build, I guess, as a runner. Were you were you sort of more of a, a snipper snippet back in the day, or uh, still of a stronger build growing up for a runner? That is.
1: Yeah, I think as Nico said, yeah, we're kind of I guess late to puberty and, and growth spurt. So I think it wasn't until year twelve, final year, about seventeen, we kind of shot up half a foot in height, and yeah. <laughs> So it was definitely like, yeah, and you know that like in the class photos where they line everyone up from smallest to the tallest, but definitely in the probably bottom quarter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We can probably
2: thank Davo for that. So our old coach from we were, used to be walking with, um, Dane Bird-Smith, and his dad was actually the coach. He used to make us do a crazy amount of core strength um, all the way through kind of 13 to, I don't know, we trained with him, maybe to 20. So it was just a lot of core strength every single day. I don't think there was a day I missed of doing it. Up, sort of push-ups. <laughs> um, it up so 100 push ups. Um, it's full army sort of boot camp sort of set up. And if your shoelaces came undone, that was 50 push ups. So for people like Brandon and I, that happened quite a bit. It was a lot of push ups.
1: <laughs>
0: and then moving into high school, where I guess naturally, uh, these things become a bit more formalized, don't they? As a runner, uh, for those who are taking that pathway, how did sort of that you know, that age have you, as you sort of just alluded to there, that year 10? and onwards age look when it's starting to become a little bit more serious and did the walking come in during school or after
1: yeah so we picked up the walking side probably from yeah high school through high school and we we're also doing running through high school so we're doing yeah we're doing both probably walking training a bit more seriously than the running probably just running training once or twice a week and then the race um as you're probably familiar ollie the the gps circuit for for running in high school so it's something that it sounds a great public schools, even though it's a private school yeah, circuit uh, bar yeah, state high is, yeah. which is which is weird. But yeah, as you know, it's it's a pretty good um yeah, cross country circuit and athletic circuit where you have nine schools, they verse each other and every week is a, a new cross country race. So that kind of team atmosphere um, was always quite enjoyable from the running side and we kind of invested ourselves into that.
0: Yeah, so Nick, what sort of times are you guys putting down back in the day then for say fifteen 15- and three k, and then of course six k is usually the distance for crossy for Australian runners, mm-hmm. anyway.
2: Yeah, we weren't really great till grade twelve. Like I remember in grade eleven running for the fifteen hundred about four thirty, which is not great, especially in um, this day and age where the kids are running sub four. Um, and then grade twelve, I think around four ten or something, took off twenty seconds, and then in first year uni when I was still walking around three fifty six. So it was just a matter of getting that growth spurt in grade twelve. Um, I think over the the cross country, which is the yeah six k limestone, I think we were running around the well I was running around not round a bit slower at that stage. <laughs> um, I think I was running with somewhere between eighteen and twenty minutes for the six k. Um, so but the distance can vary through cross country. like it's not yeah, always exactly six exactly no. k and sometimes it's five point five and sometimes it's yeah. seven. Um, so a bit of all over the shop. I think grade 12 was the first year in school which i made states for for running and that was in cross country um i don't think i got through regionals for running until university like it was a bit of a late come through that growth spurt into running and finding our stride i suppose
0: yeah and speaking of that so and just talking about build like did you guys were you sort of one of those types of particularly boys uh because the girls tend to Naturally, for puberty anyway, based uh, biologically, I think hit puberty earlier. Did you guys sort of blossom physically a bit more towards the end and also after school? Like did you grow at taller at all after school? I've had a few mates like that?
1: Yeah, I think we definitely fit into that category of, yeah, you get the gross spurt at last year of school when you're seventeen, then you hit eighteen, and you get that gross spurt again, which is um it's always good, particularly you eighteen, and you like you know hit the beers a bit and into that kind of scene, you're like, okay, I'm actually not a child anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, late, late bloom, let's say.
0: And this walking out of school the first year or so, like, were you completely, you guys completely just walking, competing in walking, or was there a bit of running on the side in events?
1: Nico, you want to say that one?
2: Yeah, we were doing it quite a bit in probably, yeah, I think it was probably the first three years at uni. Um, there was quite a bit of walking there. So, we would cross train a little bit with running, um, so occasionally in the pre-season, we'd jump in and run a, a fifteen hundred, a Queensland state meet, that sort of thing, or a five k. But it was mainly um, walking at that stage, and we we're doing pretty big mileage. Like some of the camps we went to, it wasn't unfamiliar, or I guess unknown for us to do one hundred forty k's a week. So it was, it was quite big mileage, um, and we did a few, quite a few competitions overseas too. I went went to Japan with Brando and Dane at the time for 20K. Um, Did a little one for Australia in Hong Kong as well. Um, And then I did a kind of like a a relay sort of um, competition in China as well. Um, And the sport in China is just ridiculous. Like it's thousands of people watching. There's crazy amounts of money on it. I think Dane won something like 20 or 30,000 US for that race um and it was just like a point to point sort of race through the back streets of china so i think we started oh, it was a new town they built um and no one actually lived there It was kind of strange like, they build the city and then people come not the other way around um and as part of the city and promote it they would hold these sporting events like running events were there or some of the walking events were there um and they would bus in people from the local towns um and there was just bust in thousands and thousands of people um, so some of those races were were great fun and there were four or five days sort of like a, a small tour to France sort of set up. Um, and I had some really great memories from that. Um, we we'll got on the beers afterwards, had a lot of fun. Um, and then I didn't really switch back to the running till probably the end of uni started of work. Um, just because when you, I guess with work, it's a lot easier to maintain running to work and it's harder to fit in the, the training that's required for walking um and I was just getting a bit obviously just a bit um I guess a bit dry with the walking like it was nice to, to chase something new um and we we're always runners from back in the day I think we went with athletics and so that grade grade five mark the reason I went to walking was I actually tore well not tore my Achilles but did a really bad Achilles injury um through the athletics and I started taking up the walking then rando always follows me around so <laughs> uh, he's in to follow suit as well so um once the achilles was healed we kind of just got into the group with the the walking group and they're a great group of guys and girls and the coach there dane's dad was a um a great coach and it was a, a nice friend group to grow up with for those sort of formative years
0: yes yeah, so let's stick with the walking before we uh get quickly back onto running this is a running podcast let's not the listeners with the <laughs> Um, I'll go to Brandon. What's What does a walking week tra- like training-wise look like and what sort of paces were you guys holding? I know the pros hold four-minute Ks, if not sub, uh, for walking. Just talk us through a walking week.
1: Yeah, you cast the memory back now, so I might be getting this slightly wrong now, but um, it's, it's similar to running, but it, it takes a bit longer. And I think we used to probably run once or twice in the week, but the rest of us just walk, was walking. And you would do, yeah, as Nico said, up to about 140K a week. Um, so it was a lot of mileage. And it's, it follows a typical running kind of platform of you know the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, if you're doing three sessions slightly longer on the Sunday. So it was very similar. Um, and back in the day, we used to go to, say, a training camp at Rainbow Beach with Dave Smith. And Dan Bird-Smith and that group, and Jamama Montag would come out. I think she's still walking, and she's quite good now. Um, Yeah, it'd just be session might be, yeah, five by 1K off 90 seconds rest. Um, And then when you get up to 20K stuff, yeah, 2K reps, 3K reps aren't uncommon. You might do a progression on the Sunday at, yeah, 20, 25K. And time-wise, you you might start at easy at five minutes per K and work down to four minutes per K. And just under four minutes per K is the top end. Um, So the pros do say a 20K. On the men's side in under four minutes per K, so that's one hour twenty. So you're looking at one hour I think Dane went one hour eighteen odd for, for a twenty K. So putting that in running terms for a half marathon, that's probably you're looking at one twenty two maybe kind of pace. Um yeah, so it's it's not it's not dissimilar to a running week essentially and people say oh it's quite common to oh, do you run in the running week It's like no you just you just do race walking that's what you do and you might have one easy run a week um yeah it was mm-hmm. like when we came across to running sw- swapped i did get the old shin splints because running is a lot like higher impact than walking mm-hmm. is because yeah you kind of glide across the ground and walking and running and you're very you know you put a lot of load through your legs so i had to strengthen up kind of my yeah my shins and my leg muscles when i came across to running instead of walking yeah, that's what
2: I was going to add too. Like the the doubles were very easy from the walking background. Running, doing doubles was a lot harder on the legs, and I had a lot of injuries coming across. And sounds like Brando did as well.
0: So like, you guys are able to walk fast enough, I guess, to get a bit more cardio through it. Like when you're walking at low four minute pace, like are you is your breathing and heart rate up? Like I just can't imagine. I've I try to get on the get on the fast walk, walking with the dog and the wife down the road. I just can't imagine getting any cardio benefit out of it. It must be the ability to able to be walk, like to actually walk that fast in order to get that benefit.
1: Yeah. I think you can definitely get your heart rate up because it's, it's a lot of effort to, to go low fours walking pace. So I, I would say it's, yeah, it's on par with, you know, running at low threes in terms of your heart rate. Cause it's a, it's a lot of effort to, to move that pace with what's kind of an, unna- it's not as natural I'd say as running, um, the movement is something you get used to over time um but yeah it's it's, it's a high heart rate exercise for sure
2: yeah totally like I, I think i've only vomited in three races and they've all been walking races <laughs> like it's it's the same level <laughs> of pain <laughs> <Is it? laughs> um, oh, yeah as a running race i don't if i had to oh, say right. my hardest session would be probably walking and my hardest race would be running but it's yeah. it's kind of 50-50 that's I've crazy, definitely hey, vomited
1: hey. more in walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a twist though. Hey. <laughs> I have no
0: idea. Ugh. No idea.
1: You can you can get, I feel like Dave used to always say you can get to it. You can tolerate the lactate gets quite high, but it seems to be a lower level for longer. Um, yeah. That's
0: crazy. Hey, in terms of um, then America. So did you guys both go to an American college or just one of you? How did that look?
1: No, so Nick and I didn't. Yeah, we didn't do the American system either of us. Um, unfortunately, um, but happy, we didn't probably weren't quick enough at the time, at the relevant age, and even now we'd probably just scrape into a university. But I think we've just been fortunate enough at certain times to head over to the states, just for a holiday or or a oh, training right. camp. Um, yeah. so we we did go over to Flagstaff and oh, might have been like 2017 or 2018, something around then with the brisbane group distance culture so he went over there with with mike whiting his coach um yeah he's a good fella and uh and nico and, and some mates grant and jamie laverty and uh yeah some other guys and just did yeah two or three weeks at flag stuff and a bit of sightseeing as well so just kind of experience that kind of run a life and then nico i think you did boulder as well
2: yeah so that we try the distance culture of the group that mick has they we try and tee up a sort of a, a training camp style slash holiday because we're sub-elite athletes, not fully elite athletes, but just to train like an elite athlete for a few weeks and see the sights. So we also did Boulder and Colorado, which is where the um, the on-running group are, are based. That's up at altitude. Um, so we did two weeks there with probably five or six different um, athletes in our squad. And we also went to St. Moritz and I was based in the UK at that stage. I think I was 20, maybe 2019 or early 2020. And again, there was probably f- about five of us there for St. Moritz. I only jumped in for a long weekend because um, I was based in London at the time, but the other boys were there for two or three weeks just to train at altitude, um, run on the trails that you see the elites running on. And um, it was a great holiday. Um, I'd love to do it again just now. Um, more responsibilities <laughs> with work and get on the way. But some of those training camps I'll look back with, um, yeah, really fond memories.
0: Oh, it looks so good. And whilst we are talking about distance culture, uh, just talk a bit in more detail about how that operates week to week uh, because it's kind of almost like a hidden sort of running group in Brisbane, I reckon. And and, and that may be a little bit for a reason, like uh, to keep it a bit more low key. I'm not too sure how much you sort of want to bring all the runners in uh, to a, a smaller group. But yeah, how does that work on a weekly basis? I can
2: probably take on, Brando. Um, yeah, it's it's a group of maybe up to, 15 to 20 people um, just it's kind of like an aging group so we've got some young guys coming through now but I'd say I'm probably about the average age around the 30 mark um, so the, the weekly sort of um, I guess standard training is that Mike Whiting the coach sets the program um, so he'll set the two sessions so we train on Tuesday afternoons at the UQ athletics track starting at 6 p.m So a bit later um, it's full of corporates, um, <laughs> um, and the, a typical session may be uh, on the track. It's, it could be I don't know five by or six by a kilometer or hill reps with a fifteen minute tempo, and then hill reps again up the UQ hill. So it, it varies a lot depending on um, the type of the year, which like what your focus is. If you target it's track season, if it's road season, um, and then he sets the Saturday session, which we tend to train it either back at UQ again and do some threshold training, that sort of stuff, or maybe go out to White's Hill, um, or even somewhere out to um, Oxy Creek Common occasionally as well. So we, we do get around a bit, but the two main locations we train are UQ and White's, um, White's Hill. Um, and the training seems to be, I guess when you said before about um, being a bit elusive, I suppose, is because Mike runs the program. He doesn't. He doesn't charge anyone, like it's a um, free sort of program. So he, he tries to keep it quite small because he's got a full-time job. He's the journo for the Brisbane Lions, actually, and Gogo Suns. And he's got a, quite a quite a lot on his plate. And so he doesn't want to write programs for 50, 60, 70 people. Um, so we're more just like a group of mates that train together. He sets the program. He trains us as well. Um, so it's quite a tight-knit group. Um, and we don't have... We have singlets, but we don't wear them like all wear the same kit, like you see it in training or Bert to the session kind of thing. So a lot of people don't know we exist, I suppose. And a lot of the racing is, um a lot of the boys run marathons. So over the track stuff is probably just myself and a couple of young guns who are currently injured. So um, you probably don't see the singlet too often at the track.
0: Yeah. And uh, Brandon, for you, uh, if we talk more specifically about a running week and, and Nikki might sort of update us and go back to that. As we talk about training and the training week how's that look for you in the uk like is that different in any way back in brisbane and you were then training with distance culture doing this kind of stuff that nick was talking about
1: yeah so in london we yeah kind of follow the same kind of um program as we do back in Brisbane or in australia the classic model of tuesday thursday saturday long run sunday it does change a little bit though when in a marathon build i kind of break that down to two and make the sunday a, a longer run um but yeah since i've moved to london in 2019 i'm still in touch with with distance culture and mike the coach but just as mates so i don't i wouldn't consider myself coached by that group anymore so when i come across to london i, I jumped in a, a local running club here called um hernhill harriers they're based in south london it's a it's kind of, i guess it's a community running club it's at an athletics track in the south um it's a club like UQ Athletics Club, essentially. So, you've got kids from 10 up to, yeah, 70 or something in the vets kind of side of things. And there's a coach there, Jeff Jerwood, who runs the the distance side. And we've probably got 70 or so decent um, kind of like uh, longer runners, like marathon, half marathon, because that's the mass, the, the popular side, I guess, running at the moment, particularly in London, it is the roads, not so much the track. So, we all kind of train together on a Tuesday, um, alternating on the track, and then every second Tuesday I'd be on the roads around what you call a common, which is just a, a big park, essentially. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not it's not too different than, than back in Brisbane. You do the Tuesday speed session up to about 8K of broken work, 1K reps, five-minute reps, something like that. Thursdays, kind of a threshold, which I'd usually do <clears throat> not with the club but down at Battersea Park which you may have heard, like Inside Running, they always chat about people's PBs down there. Yeah, yeah, is that correct? A... No, so Battersea Parks a... it's just opposite Chelsea, so on the south side of the Thames in London. Um, it's a 28 k circuit around this park, and it's probably the size of a double road, but it's all closed to just pedestrians, um, and it's flat and then inside of that it's all like parkland outside of that's all parkland so you've got this 2.8 k circuit of just perfect for running we just call it the velodrome of you go there to do marathon sessions and you pop down there on any Thursday any Tuesday basically any day of the week there'll be some guys like a 210 marathoner just pumping out a session so it's always great to jump down there on a Thursday and do a yeah like a threshold style session um and then long runs on the weekend so on a Sunday is yeah you kind of just jump in with the club on sunday boys go for a 20 to 30k run um so it's not it's not dissimilar
0: yeah in terms of like the the running routes or like specifically gravel is there more gravel and trail in the city of london than in somewhere like brisbane or not because i know in the uk generally there is uh more access to those kind of routes on the gravel
1: yeah, so like, so I've spent a lot of time running in Brisbane growing up, and then obviously I've been in London for about four or five years now. So not as long as Brisbane, but I guess I can compare. Um, I honestly reckon London's got probably more choice to run off off-road than than Brisbane. Um, just because I always think Brisbane, everyone ends up at yeah University of Queensland, or you can go on the road, but it's all kind of a lot of that's on the road, not or asphalt. Whereas London, particularly from the south, there's lots of parks and commons, um, which are gravel or dirt, or you can jump down to Surrey. But, I mean, you do spend a lot of time on the roads still. um, So I wouldn't say it's anything spectacular to get off the roads, but there's definitely choice because of lots of parks.
0: Yeah. And back to Nick, you spoke uh, briefly about distance culture. What about you? And at the moment, you're injured. But uh, anything further to, to your running week? You guys are doing some hard sessions out there at UQ.
2: Yeah, I'm, I was running about 110k a week consistently with a two-hour long run end of the week. Um, but now because I've got the calf strain, I'm coming back probably with – I'll probably do 30 to 50k next week, um, hoping to. Um, so just jogging for the first week. And then once I come back, I might have a little late crack at the track season. So there's a <laughs> state 3 K in the second of March. Um. Probably at a EQ, I imagine, up to the look, but I I do enjoy the 3K track, and it's quite competitive with some of um the young boys coming through. So I like to get the the 92 born on the um score sheet, and hopefully quite high up the <laughs> results list if I, if I can get my fitness back. So I've had a a little dip on in the injury, but I've only been out a couple of weeks, so I'm hoping that some of that residual fitness from um all those 100 110K weeks is still there, and I haven't lost too much. Yeah, let's
0: stick with uh, up-and-coming events, though, because this year is host to a number of events that you may have run or anything new on the running calendar this year for you, Brendan?
1: Uh, This year, yeah, probably coming up as the main target for myself is the Night of 10K at Highgate. You may have heard, heard of that one. It's a bit of a iconic 10K track race. It's partnering up for the UK Trials for the Olympics. So that kind of runs down from the elites down to... Like sub 32 will get get your start, so there's tons of races, but that's probably my number one. Um, and then outside of that, I really just want to lower my um half marathon and marathon time. So I'll do Valencia half marathon in October. Um, a couple of random races around the world. Um, probably go to Iceland this year and do a 10k just because lots of prize money there and it can pay for your flight. Oh, <laughs> random, um. Yeah, and my partner's actually racing in world cross country in Serbia for New Zealand. So that's, yeah, so we'll go over there and watch that. But obviously I'm not running, but it'd be great to see her kind of, yeah, don her first vest and have a run there. Um, Yeah. And Brandon,
0: where do you see the uh, the floor of uh, the half and marathon? How fast can you get, do you think? ever what can we get down to
1: oh it's hard because yeah you, you, you see some people like doing so well at a gold coast run co like geordie and, and that and probably got like on terms of talent level we're probably pretty similar like we're not great athletes but he, he probably works way harder than i do so i could probably do a cracker 67 odd maybe 67 low in the half maybe marathon wise low i don't know if i can go sub 220 um but yeah low 221 222 would be great um just got to stay uninjured and get some consistency yeah,
0: that is absolutely key to those both of those things and nick you spoke about that 3k is that the state champs 3k start of march
2: yep yeah State stayed on the start of march that's my i guess my short-term goal then got a little one on the way in april so it's all gonna that's gonna be my focus for through april may um i still like to try and run gold coast half marathon in june july i think it is and Maybe that can be our ne- next case bet, Brando. He can run the quickest half this year. So <laughs> I'd like to get my half down to sort of similar times that Brando has mentioning that sort of 68 low, 67 sort of pace. Yeah. And as you, do you sort of see
0: yourself as an athlete who is better at the shorter stuff? Or do you think you just haven't simply given it enough time and that, uh, yeah, one day soon you might catch up or if not past Brando?
2: I just don't think I've done the training, to be honest. I've always been someone that's run an 80K a week and done a lot of quality. And I've kind of broken down fair bit like i've had my fair share of injuries along the way so i kind of train really well for three months and disappear for another two months because i'm injured um so if i can string some good training together and i found some of that um lower intensity sort of training is a lot easier on the body um like into sydney i managed to hold 10 weeks at 110k which i've never i've never run over 100k before so i was quite happy with that so i think if i can hold some good mileage, I think I can really get those longer distances or longer times down.
0: Oh, that's great. Hey, uh, we've got some listener questions i like to get to. Most of them are a joke, of course, and you probably know who they are because <laughs> I do not. I know one, Clay Dawson. He was the only one that's sort of a bit more serious about it, but he said he was so pumped to hear this. Both Nick and Brandon are such down to earth blokes. Um, their opinions, goals of travel, he asks about. So it's a pretty broad question. We've spoken about travel briefly, but uh, running in America, you spoke about Nick.
2: Yeah, I, I'm all about travel for, for training. The biggest thing, being obviously based in Australia, is that the the jet lag for a race is pretty chronic. Um, so I'd say, my, personally, if I run another half marathon or a marathon, I'll either do maybe London to go see Brando and catch up again, or maybe something in J- like Japan because the time zone's so much less. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I think on my side of the fence, um... Yeah, because I, I, we're not like elite, elite athletes or probably like just scraping sub-elite. I like to yeah, give experience to the to the running. So I love, yeah, mm. traveling and, and racing. So yeah, for me, it's probably want to do a, do a Berlin marathon, do a, a marathon in the States, whether it be Boston, Chicago, New York, one of them. And then just, yeah, keep up doing some 10K and halves throughout Europe, like Valencia and Copenhagen and Lisbon, those type of races. So yeah, just enjoying it a race comes up jump at the chance have a bit of fun yeah excuse good the trouble.
0: yeah for sure hey uh ben hingley ring a bell
2: <laughs> yeah it's our cousin
0: <laughs> he says he always sees uh you fellas without shirts on what's the deal kmart has a sale on this weekend
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good from ben Do you want to lead this on rando no comeback.
1: Yeah, so I don't think Nick owns any shirts. He's got one he's put on now, but like, do you have any?
2: <laughs> it reminds it's me a... of a bet back in the day with we had with Brando and Dame where we could see who could not wear the shirt the longest. I think we lasted I think I lasted a week without wearing a shirt. Um Dana was out two weeks. Um it's just summer, <laughs> it's, it's Brisbane. Like it's just more laundry. You're, you're saving
1: the environment. Don't wear a shirt. Yeah. Mum mum no laundry for mum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit more difficult in london when it's five degrees you don't want to go outside without a shirt on
0: (laughs) yeah very different over there all right very quick answers here guys ready to go sure and we'll go brandon then uh nick first so current shoes you're wearing for all kinds of runs current shoes
1: uh i just yeah it's probably rides 15 16 jogging shoe and nike vaporfly 2 for racer
2: I'm actually the exact same. I've got Asics Superblast for jogging.
0: Yeah, right. Um, All right. If you want hills in Brisbane, where would you go for hills? Favorite hilly route?
2: Uh, South Boundy Road's not too bad. Um, Otherwise, i go into Mount Couther and do the old bakery loop.
1: And if you're in London, you'd fly back to Brisbane for hills because there's no no hills here. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> it's pancake flat. That's All a few, right, but yeah, bro. Uh,
0: role models, boys. Who have you got for a role model? As a runner.
1: Oh, Nico. Whoa. Do you know?
2: I was thinking Craig Mottram. The 2006 Commonwealth Games is up there, but I don't know. He comes off like a bit like a douche. So I, I like his running, but his personality kind of ruins it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll have a think on that one. Um, just because we had that, I guess that walking background, I, was, I more looked up to Nathan Deeks um who did some crazy things in the walking realm
1: yeah i've got no real fans i remember michael johnson though back in the days he was a 400 oh, meter yeah. runner in the states he used to be yeah he's now like what athletics kind of one of the interviewers usually he was always a yeah 43 18 400 meter guy yeah fair enough was like liked him growing up yeah
0: fair enough hey one minute sits on the clock now i feel under pressure but it's literally going to cut us out um so i'll probably leave it there um and thank you guys for your time otherwise i'll probably have to send through a new link and it'll take a while to get back in um i do appreciate it there's a number of people out there waiting to listen to this and if they haven't heard of you i'm sure they'll get a lot out of it from uh brisbane american running and uh the uk too so appreciate your time fellas
1: thanks for your time ollie if anyone comes to london hit me up and go for a jog.
2: Thanks Ali. Everyone who listens to this probably is not based in Brisbane and Australia wide. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can get you a run in London marathon. If you join our club in London, there's a little push for her and Hill Harriers. Hey,
0: <laughs> Discounted. If you enjoyed listening to this episode or the local legend in running podcast in general, please jump on Spotify, give it a rating. I'd much appreciate it. Thank you.